Hey folks, welcome back to the Over Manga Cast. That time we woke up in a podcast and had to explain manga, our heated adventures, overanalyzing manga that we find interesting. My name is Sam, and join us this week as, well, Valentine's Day must have come early. We're reading a romance manga. It's My Girlfriend Gives Me Goosebumps, chapters 1 through 21 by Shinsuke Ino. So cuddle up to someone you care about and... What's that? The genre is... Psychological horror... Wait, what did we read? I think we're in for a few surprises this episode. Uh, enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Overmanga Cast. My name is Sam, and as always, here at the top of the show, we talk about our familiarity with the series that we read this week. Um, I had not heard of this until uh, I was told last week that that's what was on the schedule for this week. And um, that's about it, really. Uh, Matt, how about you? Uh, so I had this recommended to us by one of our lovely listeners. Um, we're currently coming out of the holiday season, so we're catching up on a lot of listener recommendations. Uh, this was one of them. That's all I know about it, other than it was listed as something Sam would enjoy. I, I, <laughs> You know what I, you did. You know I, what you I, did with your <laughs> Russian assassins. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Jay, how about you? Uh, yeah, this was one that I had not heard heard of previously. It was recommended, and I'm so glad it was recommended. All right, and Jacob. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard of it either. I was there when we were going through the recommendations, and Matt noticed the addendum that this would be something that Sam would enjoy. And um, yeah, it was fun ambushing him with this. Anyway, we open up with. A brief vignette of a flashback to, to our main character's childhood, where uh, he is recalling his earliest memory of him lying in what appears to be some bushes, staring at the sky and feeling his heart racing. Yes. And it was there that he realized he likes spooky. <laughs> Thing I can relate to. He became an adrenaline yeah. junkie. <laughs> More specifically, he's an adrenaline junkie. There, there, like, there's a distinction there. He tries to manifest this through experiencing spooky, but uh, and roller coasters. That's the thing I've had to like explain to people. That's also why I like roller coasters. And yeah, I can relate to this pro tag so far. Yes, so far. Yeah. Thank you for adding that. That's going to be important (laughs) later. Yep. We cut to him exploring an abandoned house and being uh, disappointed with it because it's just a little spooky nothing's really happening there's not there weren't any deaths there there's no history and he's not getting attacked by ghosts so it's pretty lame haruka is not uh, impressed by he's gone to every haunted location that he has access to given that he's a uh, like, like at the tail end of middle school yeah, yeah. age appropriate i suppose or accessible age age accessible venues mm-hmm. to get an adrenaline rush he's exhausted <laughs> all of those I don't think he uh, I don't think it's really appropriate for a 14 year old kid to be exploring abandoned places like that. But eh, come on, on, come on. They're That's everywhere. exactly what 14 year old kids. Yeah. do. <laughs> well, it, it's what they do. It's not necessarily what they should be doing. Yeah. But but kids I mean, never like, do what they should be doing. Mm. We've established Sam has always followed rules and we make fun of him for that. Hey, hey, me too. You also make a- fun of me for that. Yes, I was an unfun kid and I'm an unfun adult. (laughs) 
But um, as he is leaving the haunted location, he hears uh, shouting uh, coming from outside a uh, confrontation between two girls his age. Uh, one of them is screaming at the other, uh, telling her that you're you're suffocating me. You're too close. I, I can't stand being around you anymore. You're too depressing. You're too uh, overbearing. I hate your voice. Yeah, it, it's a, to to his credit and to all of our credits. This very much is sounds like. A breakup. Yeah. Very, very loud breakup. I hate yeah. your face. You're just insufferable. You're encroaching on my space. I just can't. I need to get away from you. Go away. It's it's in the middle of this tirade that uh, the girl getting yelled at looks over uh, the screaming girl's shoulder. She looks back and oh, it's a ghost. And she runs away screaming. But it's it's actually uh, our main character wearing a mask, <laughs> just deciding to butt in and break up the uh, and break up the fight. Can't believe she fell for such an old prank. Apparently, he always keeps that horror ghost mask on him, just in case he needs it. You know, handy dandy ghost mask. You never know. Well, part of his hobby is trespassing, so uh, hiding his face <laughs> yeah. probably important. The girl who was getting yelled at. Uh, importantly, they don't exchange names. That that that's going to be important later. She's very grateful. She wants to know the, our protagonist's name, which I don't think he's actually named. Like, Nobody's no one, yet. No one has been named yet. Haruka just runs away. As you do. And, yeah, because uh, social interaction, you know, forget that noise. I'm with <laughs> you, buddy. Yep. And uh, so he runs off. Uh, he and the girl stares wistfully after him. Uh, he runs and runs and runs and runs until he can't run anymore. He enjoys the feeling of his heart pounding in his chest from the exercise, but it's only a pale imitation of what he's really after. And this is mm -hmm. where we get details on the uh, beginning bit. When he was a very small child, a, a dumb kid moment, he fell off of a balcony uh, into those bushes from the beginning and it is a miracle he wasn't seriously hurt. On that day, his mom made him promise to never go near anything that he could fall down from ever again, which being a good boy, he took very seriously. He would not even climb on the monkey bars at the playground. But he wanted the rush again. <laughs> yeah, so now he runs and runs as if he's Forrest Gump because he loves the runner's high because anything that makes his heart beat like the feeling of dying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and this is something I've heard of before, mm. and it's a very scary road ahead, just from what I've heard of. Yeah. How do you Give keep that adrenaline up? Yeah, it, it's pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> this boy wants to constantly feel like he is on the brink. He is on... Approaching death. Yes, constantly. This kid would literally go play in traffic. Because that is honestly, I'm surprised he has it now that you mention it. <laughs> well, there are easier ways. Because it, it would make his mom worry. No, that's true. And he's a good boy, and he doesn't want to make his, he doesn't want to make his mama worry. I'm just saying, mom, this is, this is my kink. Gotta gotta stop kink shaming. She's a very permissive mother. I don't think uh, she would be fine with him. She's saying that, that permissive, yeah, yeah. This mom obviously has a weird relationship with boundaries. We'll we'll find out later. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, no. A, a, yeah. As always, we don't kink shame on the over manga cast, but especially in this case, we are very much going to a, uh, kink ask why. Uh huh. <laughs> I've got some words when we get to an appropriate point. <laughs> uh, 
so uh af- we time skipped forward a half a year and uh he is now out of middle school going into high school lo and behold what a coincidence that girl he met six months ago she just happens to be here too her name is kisaki takano and yeah. uh and she remembers him she remembers him <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence. Uh, I can't believe we ran into each other again. Now we're classmates. How how wild. And then they're looking for like class jobs and he volunteers to be library assistant. And lo and behold, they needed two library assistants. And so is she. She raised her hand, too. Hey, isn't that nice? So many coincidences. Well, you know, it, I, I suppose uh, I guess we're classmates now and we've interacted in the past. Sure, we can we can be friends. Why not? And it must be fate that we keep bumping into each other like this. Meanwhile, <laughs> our pro tag is constantly getting roasted by his, you know, friends who came up with him because apparently this means he's a ladies man. I, <laughs> I love his friends so much. They are great secondary characters. I, I love his two middle school friends who seem to just disappear at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, can you blame them? Obviously, he's doing so well with the ladies, which, you know, they're all failing somehow. Look, all I know is he's got a new friend. Uh, Watery's just there. And he's the one who didn't go to middle school with them. But I love this guy. This guy is the best. We <laughs> barely know you, and yet you fit into our friend group so quickly and so easily. Yeah, I, I get that, that. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I love to use the self-identified nihilist vibe. He's, he's, he's such a punk. You know, I, I get that nihilistic feeling. I Sometimes I wish the whole world would go up in flames if something bad happens to me. That's that's a bit extreme, man. <laughs> what, what an insane thing to say. It's like, it seemed like a thing to say at the time. Because this, this boy never knows what he's talking about and i love it <laughs> yet he says it with such confidence just look just let him cook okay let you him got, cook you, you gotta leave with the chest guys gotta have that confidence oh this guy's but, gonna be a politician oh god you're right oh yeah. no <laughs> but yeah uh the school day ends uh kisaki and uh haruka go their separate ways just you know see you tomorrow yep have a nice have a nice night and um, as he's waiting at the bus stop, uh, who should uh, walk up but the other girl from that incident six months ago, who's like, mm-hmm. hey, can I talk with you? I need to uh, I, I, I was waiting until that girl had already left, but I need to I need to speak with you about something. It's so. it's funny because she has such spooky eyes and yet she's debatably the most normal character in this story. Yes, I say debatably because it's it, it. she's yes, got cat slit eyes for some her reason. Char- her character design is very unfortunate, but she is really one of the most trustworthy characters in the series, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Watari is kind of normal too. The problem with Watari is he's hyper normal. He's just like, ah, yes, I love soup, the greatest American food. I have it for every meal. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing abnormal about eating soup. How how can you be aggressively normal? This guy is that normal SpongeBob looking ass. Hi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. The the other girl uh, introducing herself as Rinko takes him to the botanical gardens where she she's she's insistent that you refer to her by her surname because she doesn't want to get like 
chummy with people for obvious for reasons that will become obvious but because haruka knew someone with the same surname she always just gets referred to as rinko poor girl <laughs> it's also such a weird dynamic of just like well i already know someone by that so i'm just gonna call you by your first name that I, I don't care about what Please your dynamics are. Please do not are. do that. <laughs> I know like four other mats than, than my co-host here. If I can do it, so can you. <laughs> I'm just saying I understand this mentality. It does not help to externalize that. Yes. <laughs> I'm serious. Sometimes mid-conversation, if it's somebody who has a very similar name or the exact same name as someone else I'm closer with, I do get confused. I'm <laughs> just like, wait, you're not... <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh anyway uh she's going off on her little spiel because she has noticed that the girl uh kisaki has um been dealing with uh haruka and he's just she is just like hey i gotta warn you about this girl because we went to the same middle school and you know that whole breakup thing you were, were seeing uh that's because she's crazy and a stalker and you don't believe me? You want proof? Here's this phone message diatribe where she calls me every single two-minute interval for like an hour. Spammed also with endless texts of, I'm sorry, please, can we just talk? I, look, I, I understand it's my fault. Please, can we just talk? I'm sorry. And that's when I started having the flashbacks, and I'm like, who the f <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, this also characterizes... Uh, Haruka's relationship or what he perceives to have been their relationship of oh my god they were roommates they were roommates yes <laughs> well no if they were roommates they could have just talked to each other <laughs> yeah <laughs> Haruka is concerned by this which doesn't have the intended reaction mm -hmm. yep well it we we should also uh mention that uh, for the stalker thing, as Rinko is explaining the backstory, Kisaki also swapped to using her sham the same shampoo as her, even though Rinko had never mentioned what shampoo uh, she used. Uh, Kisaki showed up to wait for her outside of her house one day, even though she had not mentioned her address. Yes. Rinko Rinko goes to hang out with some other friends, and Kisaki enters a monomaniacal jealous rage. I'm the only one you should be hanging out with, right? Right? She has a line that I think is, is kind of important. She, am I just that replaceable? Like, mm -hmm. th th this is... Um, this will be relevant later. Yeah, there, there's, uh, there's clearly some trauma going on here. Also, yes. this entire time they're having this meeting in the botanical garden, we get a like landscape shot and you can see in the forest behind them a, a uh, figure. Yeah. And that figure is Kisaki. She is watching. <laughs> she is watching. She is listening. She is not happy. <laughs> Are you telling me that she latched on to me after that? chance meeting yes i am saying that she actually changed the course of which school she was going to so she could follow you i'm saying anything she does that seems like a coincidence surely isn't mm -hmm. you just you really need to avoid her okay keep your distance before it's too late cut to the next day uh haruka walks up to her uh at and Kisaki looks uh, very, very on edge. Uh, she twitches. She's like, she, she knows what's coming. She's like, okay, yep, yep. I've been. Well, found she thinks out. she knows what's coming. Yes. I've been found out. This is how. This is how it all ends before it's even begun. Mm -hmm. uh, they go. They go up to the roof where all the important. Or actually, they don't go to the roof. They go outside. 
Uh, and uh, Herka says, all right, so I'm not really sure how to put this. So I'm just going to go out and sit. I'm just going to say it. You want to start dating? Talk about literally confronting your problems head on. Yes. Because my, my boy, Haruka, he, <laughs> he is one to just go like, yo, the chance of meeting a girl so compatible with my kink. <laughs> uh, you got you to lock that down the second you notice it. Yes. On the one hand, so, so long as he is going into this with eyes open and he's happy about it, I can't begrudge the lad. But on the other hand, I am having some very specific unpleasant reactions. I'm saying when an acquaintance, when someone comes with you and saying, hey, this is a glaring red flag. I'm letting you know up front, red flag, stay away. It's poison. You don't want it. Then this Haruka's is- just there in the background going like, but red flags are my kink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm into that shit. <laughs> Can't say he wasn't warned. An important visual motif comes up here because Kisaki, obviously, she is equally as thrilled about this idea and enters full yandere mode. She, uh, well, I'm, I mean, she does. She does good clarifying. She's like, wait. You, you know about me. He's like, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know what this is? You, you know, you know, what? don't get me excited. Don't shake me up. I'm a can of Pringles. Once you've popped the top, you just can't stop. You know, like, <laughs> he's like, yes, <laughs> almost a direct quote. Yeah. No, and actually, this is kind of an important moment for uh, later. She's upfront about this. Like yeah. she realizes that, OK, you know what I am. You're saying you're OK with this. I'm going yeah. to be so toxic. And he's like, good. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying right out the bait, right out the bat, this serves consent given. And uh, that that's the premise for our manga, everybody. <laughs> a guy, a guy who is an adrenaline junkie wants a yandere stalker and happens to find one. <laughs> but yes, the important uh, visual motif is when she's in full yandere mode, you know, going after the, uh, the thing she wants being him, uh, her eyes lose all like iris and pupil they're just swirly black voids she is completely like fully immersed in this this pursuit there's <laughs> nothing else in there it's just her latching on with her obsession and and that is important that will come up <laughs> <laughs> that will that will come back that that's a uh that's a uh, running motif for multiple characters actually mm-hmm. <laughs> the next day he steps outside into the gentle morning sunlight, getting ready to go to school. She's there. He didn't say where he lived. <laughs> well, he meets. Well, she, she already knew. Him. She meets him at the bus stop, which is confusing because he has to go south to get to his bus stop, and she lives north of the school. <laughs> so she has to go literally as far as she possibly could to meet him at the bus stop. Which, uh, again, this is information she shouldn't have. <laughs> like, the, the thing that's worth noting, and the thing I brought up earlier, is she didn't even get his name. She still managed to follow him enough to find out what school uh, he was going to go to so she could change hers. And now she knows where he lives. And we get. I mean, it's not as creepy as that, where she just decided that she was going to follow this guy largely just because she probably flashed on the fact he's around her age. She's probably physically attractive. You don't need to have a name or really a purpose for that. You just have to be creepy. <laughs> but yeah, 
we get um a little internal monologue that Haruka has where he kind of does a weird light Yagami spiel about like, hmm, it is interesting that she showed up here. That's actually mathematically very unlikely that she'd even show up here. How also would she know my schedule so well to know exactly when I'd be at the bus stop? Hmm, this is a lot of red flags. But joke's on her. I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this... It gets it gets spy thrillery occasionally. <laughs> yeah, th there's occasional hints of Death Note. There's some like the summer Hikaru died moments, and then occasionally, usually with uh, Haru's friends, we just have uh, Kaguya-sama. It turns into Kaguya-sama. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which this blend is quite delightful. <laughs> which I would have to say it's almost a foil to Kaguya-sama because they're very open. Well, yeah, that's a really open. Too open. <laughs> I, I just realized now that we're talking about this, this manga is kind of like a weird cross between Kaguya-sama and Shonen Shoujo. Oh my god, you're, you're right. right. Huh. It's, it's exactly up our weird niche alley. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, listener, for the recommendation. But yeah, they, they ride the bus to school together. She just stares at him with those big old eyes. Yep. Reveals that she had a weird request when she confessed when he confessed his love to her. Uh, hey, could we start dating tomorrow? Sure. Sure. I, I guess it's sort of arbitrary when that happens, but you know what? Why not? And he's like, so what was that about anyway? And she's like, oh, it just didn't seem right. There was a thing that I needed to take care of. And at that point, I just went, oh, Rinko's dead. <laughs> you know, scrub some blood off her rug. Her body is in a gutter right now. <laughs> it, is, it is designed with the express purpose to lead you to believe that right up to Rinko thinks so too. She's actually not dead. We, we see her. Thank goodness. I love her. Yeah. To be fair, we don't know that because this is the beginning of a flashback. So well, that's true. true, too. This is the beginning of a flashback. There's a whole thing with this where it plays your expectations against you. Um, and it it like it is so many layers deep of this, which actually is another bit of a comparison to uh, Shonen Shoujo, which like how deep does this go? You know, it's like there's the I know you told him about what happened between us. And like it, it's like darkly shaded and she's sweating and I came to thank you. Huh? We're happily dating now. What? <laughs> the exact opposite of advice I gave you. <laughs> but I, I am coming here to tell you, you tried to keep us away. But luckily it worked out. <laughs> and like they keep, they keep playing it where the camera shot. She's getting in real close. The camera is like tightly pulled in on the two of them. You're not seeing her hands. So one of them could have a knife. But uh, eventually we get back to real time and we get a uh, phone call. Yes, Rinko is very much alive and she calls Haruka to scream at him for not following her advice. You had one job. You had one job. You not only failed to take my advice, you went, you swung the pendulum so hard in the other direction, it started spinning. Everything you told me to keep me away from her just made me want her more. <laughs> you sick freak. <laughs> <laughs> You weirdo. You absolute weirdo. 
Why? There, there's a there's a great set of two panels. You just need to edit his first speech bubble. And then the second one is, isn't that the best kind of girlfriend you could ask for? No. <laughs> she gives me every single ounce of emotion she has. Isn't that the best kind of girlfriend? No. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this is another one where there are a bunch of cases where it's like, it's fun to like reread stuff after a certain point because you notice things like, Huh, Renko seems to have her phone on speaker for some reason. Which you can usually tell when you're having a phone conversation, FYI. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Renko calls Haruka to be all about this. My boy is also just watching a zombie movie going like, this is boring. Like, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to watch it, you know? <laughs> well, what else is he going to do? Fair. He, can't, he, can't, he can't go jumping off stuff. His mom would be mad. But yeah, uh, I love the way the conversation ends uh, because uh, Rinko's like, look, I just wanted to make sure I just wanted to make sure that the thing that I heard was real. And now it is. And you're weird. And uh, goodbye. Yep. See you later. (laughs) I really hope I don't. (laughs) We then get another death note, uh, death note sequences. Uh, Haruka like start like starts thinking about the conversation really seemed like there was a third person in that conversation that wasn't saying anything. I'm pretty sure her phone was on speaker. This is also the one where she makes such a big deal about him calling her by her first name. It's like weirdly defensive about that. Yeah. Almost like he was doing that to tell. Because mm-hmm. uh, as it turns out, uh, Tokeno was uh, <laughs> listening in and possibly forcing her to make the phone call. Yes, she was. Yep. Yes and yes. I, hopefully you've done the reading, dear listeners. So like this is strictly speaking spoilers for something a bit later. But I, I think it's important to note it now, uh, just so like the point of this is clear. The way that Kisaki phrases all of this is, I want you to do this favor for me. And because of the audience expe- and because of the audience expectations, because of <laughs> because of Rinko's expectations about this situation, there's this sort of like implication that there's a threat of violence involved in this. As it turns out, there isn't. She's actually just asking a favor, and it's purely the intimidation factor that is that is creating this implication. Now, Kisaki also knows what her reputation is and is using that to her advantage. So she's not totally innocent in this. I don't want to make that, you know, I don't want to uh-huh. imply that. But... She also canonically does have like a dark miasma around her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, a, a, an evil aura. So like... Yeah, and like she knows she has an evil aura and she is using it to her advantage, but she she honestly wouldn't do anything. And this is one of the uh, good examples of it's it's playing your expectations against you because you think that she is the classic yandere TM. She's like 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 the story is presenting her like that. And it's just going to keep that for a while. Uh, It's all it's all facilitating a rather uh, a rather fun reveal later. Mm-hmm. But regardless, she uh, is satisfied with uh, Haruka's response because he's like, oh, cool. He actually liked me. This wasn't a weird kind of thing. He's just into how creepy I am. Perfect. Yeah. Also, well, he, first... could be, he could be lying, but, you know, I'm fine with that, too. You could be your authentic <laughs> self, sis. Pop off. <laughs> he could be lying, but that would just be even more fun to figure out. Oh, God. And meanwhile, Haruka's just like... She was definitely listening in. She probably cajoled Rinko into making that call. God, that's hot. So hot. (laughs) (laughs) So turned on right now. 
These two are so weird. <laughs> and then, and then, here technically, is, here is, technically making this a threesome. <laughs> well, it's the thing. That's the thing. Poor Rinko's over here, like, okay, I did the thing. You can go what? now, please. <laughs> and, nope, we're going to have girl talk. Well, I guess I'm stuck here now. <laughs> You are forced to be my friend now because I need someone I can talk about boys with. And like, poor, poor Rinko. <laughs> she does not want to be here. <laughs> it's her room! That's her house! I don't, I don't know if everyone has had a similar experience, but this is very much like you've got a friend who's way too into a kink scene and they just want to talk to you about that. And you're like, I really don't want to hear about this, bud. <laughs> I cool we're friends but like I don't want to hear about that part of your life that's the only <laughs> part you want to talk about for the next 30 minutes fuck that's, uh, that's what Rinko's going through uh-huh <laughs> can't, I, I can't recall any experience like that probably for the best we we had a friend like that in college but <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway moving on <laughs> <laughs> contribute to the Patreon if you want to know who this friend was and what the context was he's a cool guy like <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's the that's the thing that's honestly the worst part where it's where it's someone you genuinely want to hang out with you just don't want to talk about this specific thing <laughs> mm -hmm. oh but yeah uh so next chapter they're going on a little date uh and by that date they're going to his house after school Ooh. which uh she already knows how to get there <laughs> so that, that's <laughs> <up>. yeah <laughs> We we have um, the thing that freaked me out the most. I don't know why this was the one of all her like yandere stalker things that that just disturbed me the most intensely. But as you know, they they walk into the apartment. Um, his mom notices her and goes, oh, my God, Kisaki-chan, is that you? Oh, hi, Yumi-san. Wait, you two know each other? You're yeah. on a first-name basis with yeah. my mom? <laughs> you're, on, you're on a first-name basis with my mom? Oh, yeah, well, wouldn't you know it, about six months ago, I just had <laughs> uh, my tire... Ha uh, I happened to get a flat tire on my bike and well, Kisaki just happened to be there and was willing to lend a hand. I've bumped into her a few times and she's always just so helpful. She's such a sweet girl. We've become, uh, we've become acquaintances. <laughs> and I'm just like, you're kidding. You've been ingratiating her. You've been ingratiating yourself with his mother in the background for half a year. Oh, many I'm red just, flags. I'm just saying free <laughs> access to the house. She uses that. <laughs> She's never <laughs> been to the house before now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she I, uses that later. Uh, yeah, and also, also, we get introduced to Haruka's mom. She is an interesting character. She is something. This I, is I love how she looks like a high school student with how they've drawn her. Yeah. She yeah. has very big eyes. She looks a lot like Haruka, actually. Like... Same character model, longer hair. Mm -hmm. Well, that's yeah. how you know her related, actually. But <laughs> she, she has my favorite reaction because uh, Haruka is basically just like, so um, I know it's weird. I don't normally bring girls over. I normally just have guys friends. I just want to let you know she's my girlfriend. Maybe we can move on. And then Haruka's mom's just like, so grandchildren? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's veiled, but yeah, that is basically. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. To me, like, no, no spoilers, but the end of this chapter is essentially her going like, 
man, my son's a pussy. He didn't get it. <laughs> you need tips on how to from your mom? No, I, I can't imagine an experience worse. <laughs> you had her alone in your room. Like, come on. The door was closed. Come on. I brought you post-sex snacks. Like, <laughs> you work up an appetite. Literally, the only thing I asked of you was to not fall off of things anymore. Come on. <laughs> Live a little. Ugh. Very much. I'm a cool mom energy. Yes, very, it is entirely cool mom energy, which considering how youthful she looks, it sort of contributes to a, like confusing a parent for a sibling, like an older sibling kind of situation. Yes. Oh, man. Man, that's some deep lore. Maybe Haruka's mom was a teenage pregnancy. That's why she just left her baby alone <laughs> for like a long period of time and he <laughs> fell off a balcony. That, yep. that it, It's plausible. That's a theory. Uh, but uh, we have another uh, <laughs> another all-time line from uh, Kisaki uh, as they go into his room and she's looking all around like, ooh, yes, taking in all the features. She's she, perfect. Is my room really this interesting? Of course. Even I couldn't get in here before now. <laughs> you, you say that like you tried. Well, and then there's also the bit where he he sneaks up to his door uh, and so that uh, she won't hear him coming and then kicks the door in with the snacks with the intention of catching her doing something weird, which she is. She has her face buried in his bedspread. <laughs> well, actually, no, she she claims her face is buried in his bedspread. She has her hand running under his bed. She's clearly looking for stuff. It's less Yandere Stalker and more like she's a freaking spy out of burn notice, which that will that will come up in a bit. <laughs> I just love the fact that she's caught doing her like weird yandere and her immediate lie is I was doing creepy, regular creepy. Shit. I was just smelling what you smell like. Your hair tastes I, good. I was, I was just taking a big old whiff of your bed sheets. Definitely not planting a bug or anything. I was going through your laundry for used boxers. What? Why? What? <laughs> 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 That's such a gross lie. I want to believe you're just telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you want to watch a movie? Huh, my PlayStation turned off. I could have sworn I had it on sleep mode. Oh, well, yes, it must have just powered off. Probably a flicker in the uh, electricity or something. <laughs> the other the other fun bit is they do actually just have some fun razzing bad horror movies for several hours. Yeah. I believe that she also has like a at least a passive interest in horror movies, I guess, because most girls are like either yuck or like fully into it, you know? Well, there there is also the factor of if she did not before she uh met uh Haruka, she would have developed a at least passing interest in horror movies because that is her entire personality. <laughs> I, I love the dynamic here. He is sitting on his bed watching this and she is sitting on the floor and there is a chair directly behind her. <laughs> like, I mean, so no, from you, the, you sit on the floor. I don't know. From the way that they're looking at the movie screen, though, it kind of feels like the screen is low. So it might not be optimal to sit in the chair. Chair would almost certainly be the same height as the bed he's sitting on. I don't know. I like to sit on the floor, too. She she prefers uh, that angle for looking at him. 
from looking at it because she's just staring. that's not even a that's not even a joke that's probably true no no yeah. jacob I, i'm picking it up she prefers looking up at him while on her knees like yeah yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah yes exactly exactly <laughs> which which ties into what the mom says at the end of the chapter man botching a home date that's just part of the spice of life i mean we had a good time it was just a little <laughs> dull what do you mean botch uh, you know what i mean god damn you are not helping mom please stop mom just is like full on get it and i'm like it's the first of the bloodline He's just like, yeah, no, it looks like we just ended up spending the entire night watching movies. We didn't do anything else. And she's like, rookie mistake. When <laughs> I was your age, I was getting tail left and white. Mom, why? <laughs> you should have been Netflix and chilling, my son. Rookie mistake is a direct quote from the manga. It's worth noting. We also get the like, first like sad panel where <laughs> the mom hugs her when she's leaving because she just thinks uh, Kisaki's so great. And there was a full panel of her just genuinely smiling. And we get Haruka going like, huh, that didn't seem like a lie. She, she seemed to just genuinely enjoy being hugged by my mom and telling her how good she is. It's like that confirmation. It That seemed like just a genuine moment of normal human uh, interaction. Huh. Nah, it's well, got, nah, it's gotta be a trick. I, I was too busy being terrified of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> be terrified of Kisaki at this point to really notice but that's actually a setup of a thread that will uh come up later in our reading uh that maybe who's actually more fucked up in this dynamic is uh not who, well, not who's immediately not, obvious not who you think it is yeah because I mean again you know going back to the spoiler from later on the the thing is now the, the like it cuts from that moment to uh uh kisaki listening to a listening device that has been planted in the home i thought it was placed on the mom during the hug but no that was a completely different scene kisaki is messed up she's not okay but she's not as bad as she seems to be she replaced one of the plugs with a with a with a listening device that's and that's why, why the, the playstation was off yeah, rookie mistake, which even she announced, which even she accounts for. She's just like, damn it, I didn't see the game console. <laughs> this is some burn notice vibes. I, I, don't, I don't know why, but I love that about this. Uh, I'm just uh, saying, if you know, you know, when you put things in hibernation, they are not off. And there's a mm -hmm. reason for this. Ruin my save file. <laughs> uh, so next chapter opens up with Haruka having a nightmare where he's being stabbed to death by his new girlfriend. and. You know, knowing him, probably a wet dream. Very I mean, much. he yeah, very much. He so. basically says that. <laughs> also, weirdly enough, uh, he wakes up and sees uh, Kisaki on her knees, basically worshiping at his bed. Uh huh. <laughs> that, yeah. that one made that one made me jump. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really weird. And then <laughs> and then you find out God, about it. Chicken. You're finally awake. And then you find out his mom facilitated this. Yeah, it's Heck not yes. even that creepy. It's she showed up early to walk to school with him. And then she was just like, hey, girlfriend of one day, you want to just go into his room and wake him up? I'm sure he'd really like that. Or, you know, you just hint, hint, wink, wink. He's probably, he's probably really <laughs> equipped for stuff this early in the morning. I need grandchildren desperately. <laughs> Mom, stop. <laughs> Mom, please. <laughs> oh my 
my god. Yeah, Haruka, it was really weird. Your mom just, like, instead of making breakfast, she just had beer and condoms. I don't really <laughs> understand what's going on here. Cool mom energy. Like, the thing is, the thing is, we're playing it up, but only slightly. Like, mm -hmm. it's only barely played up from how it is actually depicted. But uh, as as fun as this um, consensual yandere stocking situation is, God, what a sentence. <laughs> we need to we need to spice things up a little bit. So Ooh, how about yeah. we introduce another woman? Ooh. And I love how much she tries to matter. Yeah. <laughs> like like both from a meta contextual context and in universe. Yeah. But the thing is, we always knew someone like her would exist because there's always that character, the it character who is. Mm -hmm. For all intents and purposes, you know, the everyone's sweetheart. Every Confounding factor. It, it's almost yes. like there's no drama in a series where the antagonist being creepy just makes the main character harder and harder. Like, <laughs> well, that can be done in a certain kind of series, but not this kind of series. But yeah, we get introduced to uh, Sakurako Oki, the popular girl from uh, class one three or one they went to they went they went to middle school together and yeah yeah, yeah. He, she is middle school classmate to haruka haruka so basically they knew each other and now they go to the same high school but different classes and basically this entire chapter is oki not coming to terms with the fact that haruka is dating a girl when before he had shown no interest in women much to her dismay very yep. much very much he's the one who got away and how how dare he not be into her? This is the first real uh, Kaguya-sama joke because <laughs> uh, Sakurako takes uh, Kisaki away and starts giving her entire backstory of like, I'm the popular girl. Everyone paid attention to me. I was so important. <laughs> and are, are you falling asleep? <laughs> yeah, there Kisaki keeps Kisaki keeps uh, cutting off Sakurako's uh, story because it's like, yeah, yeah, you're a cliche. I get it. Let's move on, please. It's brutal. Oh, I almost feel so bad for her. I almost do. Well, well, you poor girl, you must not really be dating him. You probably just misunderstood. He confessed to me outside of the school. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well. He did you get a present from him yet? He he gave me this hair scrunchie uh, from from middle school. It's like, oh, you mean the one that you cajoled him into buying that he just did to make you shut up? How do you know about that? I was there. <laughs> I, I've been watching him this entire time. And then this two page spread is the black of her hair is made up of snapshots of her stalking him. And just the, the yes. fact that her her like literally the metaphor here is her identity is made up of stalking him like she is cobbled together a personality out of what she thinks he'd like. Like Yes. Mm -hmm. Which, again, is examined throughout the reading, but is essentially as will examine further is she wants to be his. Yeah, because like the whole the the climax of this conversation is I'll accept whatever he wants me to be. That's what our relationship is. And Oki's just like, what the f girl? I was exactly prepared for this. I, I need to call someone. And she immediately <laughs> calls up Haruka and just like, girl, Haruka, Haruka, Haruka. 
That's just crazy. <laughs> I know. That's my it. point. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, uh, now. Now we can't skip over the best line of dialogue in the entire <laughs> manga. <laughs> She's probably secretly wiretapping or filming you. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> But yeah, before before Haruka gets the call, we get the best line ever out of Watari. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. Because <laughs> he's just chilling in class with the boys, right? This, the boys. this is just a complete non sequitur panel to establish <laughs> that they are changing scenes into the classroom. And it's Watari and the boys. And he's just <laughs> like, hey, you know, don't you think seven plus eight could hit 20? Like, surely they can do better than just 15. <laughs> the only yes. response anyone has is, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. This, Let this, him cook. He is spitting. This broke me in sound like this. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's such in his character, too, because what he does is he speaks very confidently about stuff he knows nothing about. And this is just such an insane amount of confidence behind just a worthless statement. Like, so good. <laughs> Trying to box him in. My oh, man thinks but, um, outside the box. But yeah, anyway, Oki finds out that not only is the stalker relationship uh, consensual, it plays right into Haruka's kinks. So um, she feels outplayed yes. and needs to kick up the game i guess I... <laughs> now that she understands what the game is she's like damn it i'm gonna ruin this yeah and uh yeah we end with kisaki going like hey harka what do you want me to do for you and he's just like i want you to keep being a weird creepy freak but i don't want you to do it because i said i did i want you to do it on your own without direction because it gets my heart bumping and i'm like <laughs> that okay that unpredictability is what I'm here for. A man is lost. And he does not want to be found. <laughs> yeah. Unless, unless it is by a pretty girl with a knife. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you might be mistaken to think their relationship's getting kind of normal. But uh, that's where the next chapter comes in. Where, <laughs> um, basically, uh, the old middle school boys are like, hey, we have to do our meetup. And... Watery kind of goes like, I don't even remember who I went to middle school with. I'm like, buddy, we're like two weeks into the school year. <laughs> uh huh. And like, Watery's also just like, you know, I didn't go to middle school with you. I don't even know any of my middle school classmates. And one of his middle school friends goes, yeah, it's some girl just really likes keeping the group together. And then we find out that's Oki. <laughs> the whole thing is she's planned this date night where like the middle school crew meets up and goes to hang out uh I mean, and... I, I mean i get that because they're all in the same school they're just in different classes so it's like hey yeah yeah and basically that means he has something to do after school tonight so he talks to uh kasaki about it in the library and uh she responds how you think she'd respond <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. and and you know, mentioning further forward, she's not exactly what she appears to be. This is a very important point to remind you that you know it's like looking back on this. She's not okay. She's not normal. She's not healthy. This is bad. This is in fact exactly the red flag you think it is because she cannot handle the idea of him spending time with anybody besides herself. Yeah, 
this is when this relationship is less like the exaggerated fun yandere nonsense and just an actual emotionally abusive relationship yeah he's mm -hmm. basically like what do you mean you want to hang out with friends why do you hate me yeah yep. she, yeah what an insane jump of logic no I, <laughs> I we're not even physically in the same place why can't i do something in between the text messages you're sending me you're ignoring me I'm not mm. from experience. <laughs> you, you okay sam <laughs> uh, no, i'm fine i'm fine Anyway, the middle school crew is hanging out. Everyone's having a good time. Uh, Oki is desperately trying to get Haruka's attention and failing. Yep. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> that will be plot relevant later. <laughs> he he gets a text from Rinko. <laughs> do, you, like, do you have a minute? Why? Because it, it turns out uh, Kasaki went to hang out with her friend if Haruka's going to hang out with his friend. <laughs> you know, a normal sane thing to do. Yes. Now, typically you don't then plot how to, like, get one over on your boyfriend for betraying you. But, you know. Uh, baby steps? Maybe you can, like, enjoy hanging out with your friends. Yeah. And have more than one person in your life, you know, like a healthy nope. person. Nope. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, so anyway, uh, Rinko ends up having to go on a little meeting with uh, Haruka. They meet at a karaoke bar to talk, which kind of makes sense. It's <laughs> it, It'd be way harder for her to eavesdrop in there. Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. a public space that she shouldn't have been able to have bugged in advance. Exactly. Because the fact that she hasn't been, she wasn't able to get into his room until she was like, acknowledged and invited in by the people in that house proves that she doesn't have like superpowers or anything so presumably anything that she says in this room is genuinely her own opinion yeah and like their conversation is wild because it starts off with hey why are we in a karaoke bar we'll just don't ignore it that's inconsequential we'll just randomly sing parts of what we're saying that's weird <laughs> but okay let's move on uh, oh, yeah. So it sounds like you're having a very realistic relationship problem. Uh, that's completely insane that she wants you to never have any other plans than you. But counterpoint, Haruka, uh, you knew she was a crazy bitch when you wanted to get with that. So it sounds like you're getting what you wanted and you're not really accepting her for who she is. And that's why you're the villain in this. And Haruka, never to disappoint as the main <laughs> character, goes like, oh, you don't understand. I want to be her villain. I don't want just her undying love. I want her hate. I want her love, her anger, and every last ounce of her sorrow. I want mm -hmm. her shining finger. <laughs> well, hold on. Let's walk that last bit back. Uh, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. And this here and is why mental health is important, friends. <laughs> I mean, as funny as this is, yes. Like, this actually does a good job of presenting it in a, a somewhat lighthearted manner without undercutting it, because yes, that's exactly where this is going. And notably, he's got the black void eyes mm -hmm. when he's saying that, when he's like, I want her to hate me and love me. I want everything. Yeah. And then he goes like, hey, Rinko, by the way, I've uh, been meaning to ask this. Uh, you're her ex-girlfriend, right? And she's like, what? No, we were just friends. He's like, eh, friends, lovers, same thing. I'm like, what? Again, this is another red flag. Like, seriously, this is someone who is not able to compartmentalize the difference between friendship and romantic relationship. Like, literally everything is a blur. And and boundaries. Like, he, he is not establishing boundaries for himself, and he's not acknowledging the boundaries of other people, which is a problem that Kisaki has. 
she doesn't acknowledge people's boundaries. That's the whole reason why she goes Yandere on people. Like that, that's where Yandere comes from, is not acknowledging people's boundaries. Um, which is a really cool bit of foreshadowing that they're similar in more ways than you realize. In fact, the red flag, the one with the most red flags, might not be who you think it is. I feel like the more mm-hmm. we start to understand of the characters, one really, really comes out ahead as this person might be fundamentally broken one of them is is more problematic than the other is the poor rinko this entire conversation arc is just like yeah no actually i think i'm gonna have a fight with her about this and that's really gonna wrestle my jimmies and rinko's just like i'm i'm not this level of crazy but i guess i still really want to be kisaki's friend I have a like a level of care for her still as a friend, despite it, despite it all. So, oh, God, does that mean I'm being swallowed up by the black void that is her? And I'm like, Rinko, maybe don't listen to what the crazy person's telling you. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, at a fundamental level, like she makes the comment about maybe I'm being swallowed up, too. And it's like they're having they're basically having an anime moment right now. And they're stupid teenagers. So like that's in character for them. But ultimately, what's going on is the whole reason why Rinko approached uh, Kisaki in the first place was because she seemed and in fact was lonely and a you know, intelligent, charming person who deserved friends and happiness. So she still has that lingering affection of when things were, when she was being normal, when she was being okay, I enjoyed spending time with her. I don't hate the whole of her. I just hate this particular part that is actively toxic and dangerous, which is okay. Like it's okay to not like every part of all of your friends. And especially if it's toxic and dangerous, Mm -hmm. you should confront people about that sort of thing. And you should break ties with them if they're unwilling to uh, change. uh, If you know, the way that they are makes you deeply uncomfortable. Or again, in this case, because like the, the big thing for this is this isn't just a personality quirk. She is stalking people. That's a crime for a reason and like it's almost like she gets through to haruka about that and he's just like no you're right she is crazy and that's a step beyond what's normal and really i've probably just been encouraging this i'm gonna do what's right rinko and (laughs) we cut to them on the roof of the building uh haruka and kisaki he has met her up there presumably and says um I want to end this relationship. He's deadly serious in the most cliffhangery clickbait nonsense ever. Chapter end. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> He's doing this just to get a violent reaction, right? Well, yeah, and, and that's sort of the funny thing because the way that the series has played with your expectations to this point, like it's not had its big reveal yet, but the way that it's played with your expectations to this point at least my personal reaction was I immediately predicted where this was going. I I guessed correctly, but I still doubted myself despite how obvious it, where it was going was because there had been so many reversals. It's like, is this actually going to go in a completely unexpected direction because they've thrown curveballs before and run with it? But in this case, it's a uh, this was becoming a normal relationship, and that wasn't what I wanted. Uh, I was never really romantically attracted to you. I want to have a stalker relationship specifically. (laughs) I need you to know exactly what I am coming into this relationship with. And what I am coming into this relationship with is a desire for a life-threatening situation. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And she's okay with it, which is funny because whilst he's giving this speech, that is 
made of red flags. The hilarious bit and like hilarious in you know one of those like morbidly funny kind of ways is he actually points out a really important factor that's going to kind of be a plot point later. He notes, you are going to be my number one. That, like, I I want, you are going to be the most important thing in my life with, with this relationship. But I'm going to put my foot down sometimes. I am sometimes going to conflict with you. And I'm okay with you, with all of you as you are. But if this is going to work, you have to be okay with me having my moments of assertiveness Mm -hmm. wow that sounds really actually healthy i wonder if this is gonna come up later (laughs) like that's just how you do relationships people well to be fair he's also saying like this relationship is going to be a fight for dominance and if you crush me then i will be your slave and i'm like that's that's the part yeah that's the Uh that's the part where the entire rest of the conversation is nothing but a procession of red flags but like he has this he has this air of normalcy because he points out this actual like like what kisaki's actual problem is is not acknowledging that part of the other person so like if she could just solve that problem she wouldn't be weird anymore but you don't understand she feels like the floodgates have been opened because there is a great line of just like, I thought being your number one meant you wouldn't be uncomfortable. I thought that if I made you feel that way, it'd be over. But now I know you're into that shit. Yeah, I'm just saying, I appreciate the transparency. You want me to be a weird mm-hmm. stalker freak? I'll show you a weird stalker freak. And uh, now it's time to stress test this bitch. So we open up the next chapter with your boy handcuffed to a bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that escalated at the exact rate I expected it to. Mm-hmm. Well, by all appearances, it is. However, <laughs> I love this because this is another one where it's like it's played for a joke, but it's actually kind of a plot point. This it's very much a plot point. This chapter is so great because <laughs> You th- you think what's going to happen in here based on where we've been going, the trajectory is going in one direction, and it goes so far in a different direction, it's insane. Yes. <laughs> because mm-hmm. the entire thing is, spoiler alert, they just touched hands, so that means they are on a new level of boyfriend-girlfriend. Ooh, so lewd. Um, and basically... The best part is it was a, a agreement handshake to their screwed up relationship. And she's like, that hey. counts as holding hands. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, there's so many red flags, but this is the most consensual red flag relationship I think mm-hmm. I've ever seen. And transparent. They're having lunch, and like a healthy couple, they're talking about like, hey... I'm really into this, like, stalker kink. You're really into this stalker kink. Maybe we should get involved in that and do something with it. Like, that sounds really cool. We're both into the same kink. And then this chapter just devolves into two people who have never done a kink. Both, like, (laughs) being very bad at it. Attempting to do the kink. And it's just like, oh, yeah. It's just, you think she's this yandere super queen, but she has no idea what she's doing because she's a teenager. Like, (laughs) she's actually kind of (laughs) bland because she handcuffs him to the bed. Well, because, you know, one of the big things is uh, he likes getting scared. That's Mm -hmm. that's one of the big things. So she's like, I guess. 
if I'm going to make you happy, then I'm going to have to scare you myself. And he's like, oh, 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 oh that sounds great. So the uh, so let's go back to your place and do it. So, uh, you know, gets handcuffed to the bed. So now what could her plan be? And she just goes, ha ha, you're tied up and can't move. How scary. She didn't have a plan. You're, you're telling me she didn't have a plan? <laughs> Welp. You look uncomfortable. Uh, you're still in your outside clothes. So how about you change into something more comfortable and we can uh, move on? Like, uh, okay. I'm going to leave to give you some privacy. Am I in a spa? <laughs> yeah, you're going to your bathroom. You're comfortable. I thought you were going to strip me while I was chained down or something. I What? That's so bold. We just held hands. Girl, at least bring the lighter out or something. I don't know. Girl, we just talked about our kinks, and now you're suddenly... I get you want to go slow, but like... There's slow, and then there's glacial. (laughs) (laughs) Which, which, the thing is, that's not like, like, no! (laughs) Like, Haruka. (laughs) It's almost as if maybe he's the weird one. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> but it's almost as if he's the weird one. And then he opens up a closet and uh, it, oh, and, I and love this. A blow up doll done up to look like him with, with a rope strangulating its neck falls out. And he's like, that's a little weird. Huh. Huh, huh, where'd she get a sex doll of me? <laughs> Amazon. Did it scare you? Uh, I'm, I'm liking where this is going suddenly. God damn it. <laughs> oh, he gets so turned on by this. She knocks on the door like you done changing and comes in. And is incredibly disappointed to see he didn't frantically put the blow-up doll away. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, you found it. You're not even going to pretend you didn't, huh? <laughs> well, I wasn't prepared for the role play to take this direction. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm just and saying, then- he wishes that he could have been the doll. He's like, damn, this doll, I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> well, then, and then there's a really cool moment where, again, it's, it's hilarious, and it's also leading into like so, like the more like in depth character stuff of she gets him because she had the thing to practice the kinky stuff that they wanted to do, but she realizes I'm just imitating stuff that we razzed bad movies for doing. I I do appreciate her dedication. Uh, There is a panel of her straddling the doll and she's got just a bunch of sex toys. Like (laughs) Amazon, like just BDSM wear. Like, and she looks so uncomfortable. She's got like a black sweater on and black and black pants. So it's like she couldn't get the leather bodysuit. So she she did the next best thing she could find. And she's got the whip and like the binds and everything is just like yeah. at, it's just like in the middle of it going like, I don't think I'm into this kink that we both agreed we were into. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just saying kids, this is this is a realm of self-discovery. Honestly, the weirdest thing that happened in this was the fact that the room they were doing this in is her older sister's room that's vacated currently because she's off of college. As you do. Yep. Yeah, my sister moved out a couple of months ago. Let's use our room for kinky sex stuff. <laughs> <laughs> my parents are coming home late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goddamn teenagers. And then she's just like, hey, OK, we don't have to do your kink. We can just do my kink. And he's just like, what's your kink? I want you to sit down and then I'm going to watch you for four hours. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Just just exist in the room. I'm going to look at you. Are you? Are you going to do anything? No, I'm going to look at you. Okay. 
cut to uh, Haruka leaving, going like, well, that was fun. Guess I'm going to go home. And she's just like, cool. This was the best night I could have asked for. And then he walks in. His mom is just like, hey, spent coming home late from the girlfriend's house. You know, you could have just spent the night. I would have preferred if you just spent the night. Please, for the love of God, give me grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> mom, please. Mm. So he's saying he had plenty of fun without staying over. I got you. I got Bang you. Him I got you. Love him and leave him. That's my boy. <laughs> just like his father. <laughs> and no, but it is. It is notable that his dad is conspicuously missing. Dads are never in anything like any mm -hmm, Japanese media. Dads are just vacant. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, that's an unfortunate trope. They're either at work late or they are dead or they are overseas because he works for an international company or something. Oh, and then uh, this, this chapter ends with one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> it's just so weird. I really don't know how to. Yeah. I need to talk to somebody about this, but I've only got one friend who knows about my weird relationship. <laughs> Times two. Because he 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 didn't get the, like, kinky BDSM thing that he wanted. And even though it was really weird, he didn't mind just getting stared at because it was so... It was unsettling. <laughs> it was, like, weird embarrassment play like he was just like oh yeah i'm really awkward and not sure what you want me to do yeah i'm getting off on this vibe then proceeds to call rinko and subject her to a phone call where he's like yeah that was really hot and she's like i really really don't need a guy my age telling me what turned him on oh god call waiting kisaki's on the other line what does she want oh no she's telling me how hot it was to just watch god damn it she has a thousand yard stare i'm just saying are we having this open relationship where you just unload on the third member <laughs> <laughs> she, she's, she's got the perfect quote of just sorry it's just such a weird thing to gush about that i really don't know how to react <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to process this <laughs> paired with her cat eyes and a thousand yard stare it's i love so her eyes so much yeah she's the most normal character in in this pretty much yeah well after such a hot and bothered scene i think we all need some time to cool off uh, let's mm. take a commercial break and hopefully forget this happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Take a quick cold shower if you need. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the show, folks, where last we left our uh, deeply, deeply troubled individuals. Seriously, uh, I, I, I've never seen a relationship so toxic and yet so healthy. I think couples therapy would work wonders for them. Um, uh, I, 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 an addendum. It's toxic yet wholesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we can call it healthy yet. I'm just saying their level of communication, though, is an aspiration. On point. Yeah, no, that's couple yep. goals. Their level of communication is definitely <laughs> couple goals. So after uh, last time where they explored their kinks and found out that um, 
much to their surprise, uh, or much to Haruka's surprise, Kisaki isn't as hardcore as he hoped, but she's still very weird, so he's still about it. We we just have an entire chapter of her doing her, like, of, of her being the focus character, doing her stalker background thing, you know, working behind the scenes to make sure she's always near him. Uh, this includes, uh, as they draw lots to rearrange the seats partway through the school year, which I guess is a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't aware. I mean, even in the U.S., we did that, like, at least halfway through the year or something. Switch it up a little bit. Been a while since I've been in high school. Most of, most of the the classes at Sam and my high school didn't have assigned seating. Some of them did, but you you claimed a seat if you could, and then you made precedent that that was yours. Yeah, basically. Seats <laughs> <laughs> in my high school were decided by who could beat up the most people, and by high school I mean middle school. <laughs> <laughs> Your middle school was was a a manga middle school, Matt. That's that's all I all I can say. You were in a shonen action manga. I think more people get in fights in middle school than any other grade. When there were fights, like full, like full on throwing hand fights. Heck yes, middle school. High school was just mostly like weird, clicky and posturing nonsense. nonsense. Yeah, yeah, but actual physical fights, middle school. Anyway, uh, let's get back to this toxic relationship. She rigged the drawing by b- <laughs> bribing the teacher. With magical girl merch. Yes. I understand. <laughs> and I, lo- I love there's a bit where, like, there's this dynamic that's created as it's being explained. And then she basically looks the teacher in the face and is like, I know you want this to be like, I blackmailed you into doing this thing and not just admit that, like, I paid you with magical girl merch to do this thing. Uh, but, like, Whatever helps you sleep at night, buddy. I'm just going to leave. This is this is long over and I don't care anymore. Yeah, I was just doing you a solid. I never was going to you know, blackmail you, but whatever. Cause, well, because the teacher is just constantly justifying it. He's just like, I know it's a uh, anime meant for younger girls. So obviously I should let the merchandise be within their purview. But I just really wanted it. And I also disagree morally with scalpers. So I'd never agree with paying the exorbitant price. And she's like, I don't care. <laughs> Ugh. And then uh, we also get a bit of uh, Sakurako, like a, a fanboy of hers, planning to uh, bean Haruka uh, during a uh, softball game. Because because he's jealous. Again, it's one of those ones where it's framed in such a way that it seems so bad. And in some ways, yeah, it is that bad, actually. Yes, it's exactly what you think it is. Because Doxing is not good. Don't do it. No, it's really bad. It is, again, an actual crime. But what ultimately ends up happening, in short, is Kisaki goes to this guy and is like, dude, you've got a lot of anger. Uh, your t- Your Twitter handle when you were in middle school was so much better because you, like, like you spoke this poetry from the heart. You should just go back to this here. Let me read a bunch of the middle school poetry that you posted online under a handle. And it's, it's one of those ones where it's like, there's like this creepy threatening aspect to it. And she doxed him, but she's also trying to encourage him to be better. And it kind of works a little bit. It's kind of like, look, I know, I know more about who you really are. And I think that this should be celebrated and yada, 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 you know, in a positive reinforcement kind of way. 
Yeah. Funny because, it's funny because his friend who didn't know he was the uh, one posting that poetry is like, hey, could you read the next one? You were doing those really well. Also, <laughs> no, stop. Yeah. To be fair, she does explicitly never say he's the same person as lo- online. So she's technically just talking about this random Twitter account. It's like, I never said yeah. you were him. She's skirting the line. You know, like for what the reveal is later. Never let it be forgotten. She is still toxic. She is still like full of red flags, but it's really cleverly framed in such a way where once the reveal is revealed, there mm-hmm. there's more context to what she's doing. And whilst it's still crimes and bad and don't do it and this is not okay, you get a you get a more complete understanding of this character you thought you knew up to this point. It's yeah. very, very well foreshadowed, too. And especially at the end of this chapter, we get like weird character growth because uh, Kazaki is basically confronted by Haruko going like, oh, guess we're going home. So uh, I guess your plans are to text me nonstop, expecting me to talk to you the entire night. And she's like, what? Uh, No. And he's like, that's fine. I just want you to acknowledge I don't have my phone with me at all times. So maybe like give it a rest. And she's like, that's a very fair ask for me to respect your boundaries. I'm going to do so. And he's just like, no, we agreed on kinks. What the? <laughs> this isn't what we agreed on. Why aren't you pushing back harder? Push back. <laughs> I mean, it it just makes sense that if you were in the bathtub, you wouldn't have your phone. No, push back. <laughs> I need to get into a fight to maintain an erection. What is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like he has been that blunt too. Their their communication is they're... very transparent. <laughs> Well, they, they have been they have been that transparent, though. I think it's worth noting that at the end of this scene, something that I feel is kind of important because because of the way that this manga is paced out, and like the 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 way it reveals information at the end of the chapter, he doesn't really confront her about it. Like they have they have a relatively normal couple moment. Um, and it, one thing that she mentioned uh, to the guy who was going to beat him in the softball game she says phones are smart but you have to be smart too and he uses that line as well and like he's parroting something to her um so it's like like she didn't set that up this will be relevant later the idea of that is to be like oh they they really get each other like this is this is like for all of the crazy stalker nonsense there is a real legitimate connection going on here you know Mm-hmm. that's that's sort of the that's sort of the um like uh, like like there's the like red flag aspect of it but that's also the like other side to it so uh anyway the next chapter is th- they allude to they have been having a ball sports tournament for a long while it's a multi-day and the second day is now the girls of class one four and one three are having a dodgeball tournament and we get a lineup of all the girls in class. And I, I just got to point this out now. Uh, guess who the two main characters are? <laughs> it's the ones with the biggest tits. <laughs> it would be the ones whose boobs are literally twice the size of anyone else in this school. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is this lineup that made me realize, um, no, that's not just how women are drawn in this series. Uh, they're both just stacked. These two are just really busty. <laughs> I question how uh, dodgeball works in this school, <laughs> given how this goes, because this is another one of those. Are we sure we're not reading Kaguya-sama chapters? <laughs> yeah, they're playing it like they're weirdly inside a circle and they're being surrounded from the outside. 
And my boy Watery is just pretending he's in a sports manga and being like, ah, yes, I know the critics of dodgeball and they are the top players in this school. And he's constantly got his friends going like, what are you talking about? Shut <laughs> up. Did you give this a special attack move name? What is wrong with you? It is funny because some of the other ones actually start like getting, getting it on in his on nonsense. It. It's amazing. I I love the friend group. <laughs> well, you see, we got knocked out so early that I've just been doing nothing but watching girls dodgeball. You you're you're proud of that? <laughs> <laughs> did you um did you guys catch that on uh, class one three? There's Kobeni. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I love Kobeni. Is just an insert everywhere now. Uh, like the Yamcha death pose Kobeni is now one of the Wilhelm screams of manga the character's <laughs> name's Aya but the design is it's just Kobeni. Kobeni. It's Kobeni. It's Kobeni. <laughs> other girl kind of looks like angel devil but that one's enough of a stretch I'm willing to bet it could just be a red haired girl yeah while the boys are all having very serious shonen sports manga talk um the girls are having a very intense dodgeball match uh, where despite the fact that um, that Kisaki is absolutely carrying the team, um, one hero unit does not a uh, victory make and class one three is uh, whittled them, whittled it down until it's just her. And in the ultimate play, uh, even though she has proven that she can counter the special move, she knows exactly what she has to do. Uh, the next time the special move is coming and she's a, she has the opportunity to catch the ball, she instead fumbles it. Oh no, her finger is injured. And <laughs> Sakura Ko is just like, ah, this, this clever decided to pretend an injury to get sympathy. Well, I'll, I'll prove her wrong. Oh no, let me see your injury so that we can get some medical attention for it. And oh, your finger's actually hurt. Oh, oh, that's broken. Oh, no. <laughs> she actually intentionally suffered an injury to get. Oh, my God. <laughs> to get sympathy points. I am so I, outplayed right now. I am outclassed right now. <laughs> my favorite part is they're at the like Okonomiyaki uh, thing for I, I guess they're celebrating the class dodgeball tournament or something. So they're going out for Okonomiyaki. And the whole class is like, ooh, your girlfriend's injured. I guess you're going to have to feed her. And he's just like, hold on. She didn't break her right hand, so she's fine. And we just get Kasaki's internal monologue. Damn it. <laughs> I should have broken my dominant hand finger. This kind of, I guess, kind of breaks the veneer of them being in a mutually caring relationship, I guess. For me, at least, on my first read, because it was just like, wait, wouldn't you still like, I don't know, I might be overthinking this, but it's just kind of yeah. like the romantic gesture still feeding her, even though she did not it's break not her dom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, well, you know, girl, you can still feed yourself. You're fine. It's like, I, th I, think, the, I think the big <laughs> thing about that is... Um... Uh, like he he's so practical he's like such a pragmatist that like that's because like it that is in character for him to be like oh no you're fine yeah also counterpoint she might not want to be fed in front of all her classmates that's a very intimate gesture for what is a very <laughs> public setting yeah well she does fantasize about it but yeah it, it, she doesn't protest when it's pointed out to I, be i'm fair. saying the reaction to maybe not force that on her is yeah it mm -hmm. is yeah kind of the idea there
It's a cute moment, regardless. It's their own. You can be wrong. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, next chapter. They're doing calculus for some reason. It doesn't... I'm not really sure what they're going for with this, but... They're establishing her intelligence, because they haven't really, like, gone into... Like, all we really have experienced with her as a character that that has been shown is the you know, sort of like yandere veneer that she has. This is establishing that, like, she's really intelligent. Last chapter established she's also really good at sports. Like, she is, like, the, you know, like, peak high school, you know, like, peak high schooler thing. It's it's showing that she has all of these. She has all of these non-stalker positive attributes that would make you want to be in a relationship with her if you were sane. But unfortunately, they're in a little bit of fight, a, a little bit of a fight about that, because uh, she's just like, Haruka, you're no fun lately. You keep shooting down all the cute couple things I want to do. Like you didn't want to wear matching T-shirts with our couple name on it. You didn't want to chase me on the beach. Like, what is going on here? And Haruka's just like, why would I ever like that vanilla? What is going on here? <laughs> That's just all boring, normal things. Also, you're you seem to be pretty social talking with people and, you know, making friends, having a little study group going on. I, I thought you were a, a loner weirdo. Oh, well, <laughs> but uh, that that does not get uh, broached until again, until a little later. But it is an interesting point. Yeah, that is the thing. They're both becoming happier and more social. And like they both are is kind of the big thing. They're. They're getting better. It's subtle, and they, and definitely Haruko is not clued into this, but neither of them really seems to realize they're getting better. Um, fortunately, uh, uh, there is still a way to uh, uh, make it weird for them. <laughs> Haruko mentions, uh, if you can place first in the class for the upcoming uh, exams, then I'll do anything you want. Mm, anything. anything. <laughs> then the TV show they're watching then goes to be like, oh no, I lost the penalty game. Guess I need to go skydiving. <laughs> and Haruka just kind of grimaces, gets up and walks away. And then his mom walks into the room, looks at the TV and just goes, Kasuki, hey. Haruka just left the room, didn't he? Uh, well, I guess I got to <clears throat> talk to you about some backstory nonsense. Um, <laughs> Haruka can't even stand to watch that on TV because... Uh, Audience, you know this uh, because it was the beginning of the manga. The manga vaguely relates to you knowing it already, but it, it's definitely just for Kosaki's um, edification, I guess. Uh, that, uh, hey, yeah, when he fell off the balcony, I was kind of a really bad mom. And he's just like, no, you weren't a mom. You, oh, come on. You were only gone for, what, five minutes while you were hooking up with the mailman? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You thought you thought he was asleep and you stepped away. It's it would have been an, uh, unthinkably tragic if he died, but it, it's a normal mistake. Yep. It's not even a mistake is the point that uh, Kasaki is making, and she's not really wrong either. I don't know. I think if you let your child fall out a second story balcony, that's at least a mistake. Like, well, fair, th- fair. There point. was an error in judgment at some point. Yeah. And then how, how do you climb the balcony, I guess, is the big question. But regardless, to, to be fair, he's definitely not like an infant or like even a really young toddler. Like he was a young child. That's what he looked they, to be about three. Yeah. Three yeah. To four was my. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah. But then then Haruka mom, 
Haruka's mom is just like, yeah, so now whenever my teenage son sees anything revolving heights like on the TV or something, he just immediately gets up and rushes to the bathroom. I've got really no idea what's going on with that. And I'm like, oh, you, you don't understand. <laughs> That's not a fear <laughs> reaction. <laughs> mom is like, uh, you know, you two have you're his girlfriend you two are so close maybe you can uh just make sure he's okay uh i, I know this is a real sticking point uh for him so i, I want to make sure that my son is okay and she's like all right feed into his fetish got it <laughs> yep we uh we get a quick cut of them skipping to the like literally a, a significant chunk of time gets skipped here and it's kind of funny because they go straight to the end of exams uh and uh kisaki has guaranteed she is going to get first place by literally studying non-stop for like the three weeks or whatever uh and with her number one spot gets her reward which is anything she wants from him you have to follow my orders no matter what okay i'm getting roped into a crime yeah, yeah. Yes. Which yeah. he's off panel. I'm sure he'd be okay with that. You don't understand. He would love to be held hostage and be like, I, "Oh my god, I need you to cut off your hand." Yes, guys. I I mean this in the nicest way possible. Uh, when we cut to them in the mountains at the lake, uh, Kasaki's outfit. Uh, I would go along with whatever she wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not immune to propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I've been reading this manga. I know what she's like. I, I, I'm not immune. <laughs> I can fix her. As it turns out, that will come oh. up later. Jacob, here's How the, here's the, the tables thing. have turned. I love it. Here's the thing, Jacob. I have no interest in fixing her. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fair. We don't kink shame on the over manga cast. We do kink ask why, and there's a lot of kink asking why in this. <laughs> I think that's the whole manga, isn't it? My God, my God, does her outfit really do some work in this chapter too? Because anytime they get a chance for a full body shot, even when it doesn't make sense, it's right there. Hey, you like thighs and midriff? Here you go. Hey, hey, you like cute poses in the water? We got tons of them. <laughs> well, we, we get a bunch of scenes of... We have her being John Wick in a water gun fight. Yeah, John Wick in a water gun fight. She makes a little, like, they're both making a little rock tower, and hers is, like, four times the size of his. Uh. Which, again, is establishing that, like, she she's, like, a, you know, a genius prodigy child. But um, regardless, uh, all of that was just a rouge, because they end up going upriver, and she's like, well, we had our fun, now to get serious. What? It's like... Yeah, you thought just coming here was my thing? No, I've got a real thing. But first, I'm taking my shirt off. What? Oh, no. You were wearing a bikini this entire time? Yes, but I'm going to keep on the jean shorts. It, is there a reason for that? Nope. Good play. Good play, manga. <laughs> Uh, she she's taken them to a a diving spot. Uh, there's a place in the river where there's a, a fairly high cliff over a particularly deep undertow sort of thing in the water where you can, you know, safely dive in. Her like order that she gets to give him is that he has to uh, jump in with her. This is another one where it's it's one of those ones where, and in all honesty, they've been getting progressively less bad because this one, she's saying, this way you can do the thing that I know you want to do without breaking your promise to your mom because if 
if she finds out and she has a problem with it, I made you do it. You're not breaking your promise. I'm okay being the bad guy if it's what makes you happy in, you know, in this small thing, which that's that's really cute. Like, Yeah. And plus, she then dives in front of him, jumps into the water, and we get just a bunch of panels of her with wet hair barely popping out of the water. And I'm like, God damn it, I would jump in too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? Picked the wrong episode, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he goes and he he leaps off of the off of the rock. He's sailing through the air, falling towards the water. Like, yes, finally jumping off the thing I've wanted to do my entire life ever since that moment. And I'm not really feeling anything. As he splashes down into the water. This is an interesting thing using the medium uh, in a diegetic manner. Because normally in in any sort of time skip, even a minor one of uh, where like something is happening off panel, you just assume that the character did stuff between when you saw them first and when uh, last and when you saw them now. And like the character remembers things that happened in between that time. It's revealed here. Haruka doesn't. If it didn't happen on panel or or if it didn't come with some sort of intense memory or intense emotion for him. Yep. And as we know, his threshold is pretty high for what counts as an intense emotion. It doesn't stick in his brain. Yeah. He barely remembers anything. Yeah. He has some serious like chemical imbalance happening right now and it's affecting other aspects of his life. Yeah. And my boy basically did the thing he hasn't done. He's been chasing the high of his entire life, feels nothing, goes under the water and basically just decides, well, nothing to live for. Guess I'm drowning now. Uh, And then we get a absolutely gorgeous color panel of... uh, This color panel is ridiculous and doesn't deserve to exist. (laughs) It's so... It's so intense. It's the one color panel of Kisaki diving down after him. And like, it's meant to represent like how bright and vibrant she is in his memory. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's again, using the medium to be like, oh yes, the world is dark and everything. And then it's just suddenly she is bright and vibrant and like effervescent even. Like there is a kind of like glowing quality to her. And uh, she she has become the closest thing to that high that he's experienced. Mm -hmm. And uh, she literally and metaphorically pulls him out from (laughs) below the water. To be fair, she watched him drown for a long time, which is kind of (laughs) weird. See, that's the thing. That's their relationship, though. (laughs) Pushing it like, like that. She knows that's what he wants. Pushing it as close to the line as possible. Like even even that is also in a way her like like going out on a limb for him. Yeah. And then we get the kind of heartbreaking part of this where she's where he's just um, where she's just like, hey, how was the dive? Did you get what you want? And he's just like, yeah, I think I get it now. I found out what keeps my heart going. Oh, good. Glad it was worth it. And then we get him looking over his shoulder going like, thanks, Kasaki. And he's got the black void eyes <laughs> while he's talking to her. That yeah. panel freaked me out, dude. Oh. And I'm like, oh, no. And that's when it clicked. 
She's not the Andre. Nope. He is. Because oh. like, and and like the the next the next chunk of story is basically going to be reinforcing this all the way up to explicitly stating it out loud. She's not okay. She's got problems, but they're solvable. Like you know the joke about I can fix her. Like she she is in fact like capable of that like she's capable of growth and she's already pretty much there she is so much she is so much better and healthier and happier and if you take out his like like the the because like here's the thing he's communicating with her less and it's driving this like invisible wedge in the relationship that notwithstanding like from her perspective their relationship is making both of them so happy and so much better people like she she is so much better and the really unfortunate thing is the audience and uh haruka himself is starting to realize oh i'm the screwed up one he's the screwed up one and like that's now that's now the conflict here like she isn't the problem he is which the next chapter is essentially just saying that it's they go to a fireworks festival and like the whole thing is he can't even find enjoyment in the festival. So they go off on the um like uh that like walk of courage you do with like the ghost thing in Japan. Mm-hmm. And on that walk, he's just like, nope, this is still boring. And then she disappears to like spook him by being a ghost. And she's like, haha, that was real scary. And he's just like, yeah, but the only thing that really scared me was when you were gone. You are my entire world. Even the fireworks are nothing compared to you. And I'm like, body, stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, like it. it he's again, like the, there's... he's doing the thing that she did of just staring. Yeah, and like there's also the element of um, there like it's it's one of those like elements of red flag. Like like people get in bad relationships because there's something there that is not necessarily a positive, but at least a draw where like he obviously very deeply and very genuinely cares about her because the spooky mask bit didn't work, but he was legitimately unnerved by the idea that something might've happened to her. Like that's real genuine and deep caring for her, but it's being expressed in this horrible, horrible, toxic way. And it seems like it's caring, but then you get the internal monologue. It's like, this isn't caring about her. This is a weird drug you're addicted to. And you're worried when it's 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 withdrawal symptoms. It's not mm. actual love. Like, it's weird. It's weird and kinky. And I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like what kids are into nowadays. <laughs> this is the Look, wrong episode. If, if only... <laughs> If only uh, Kasaki had some kind of age-appropriate version of herself that I'd feel yeah. better about, like some kind of college-age sister. Who <laughs> <laughs> is basically identical to her in every way, but slightly less problematic. But better. You can just say Superi- it, Superior but to better, her in every yeah. way. Superior as well, yes. I, I was worried... Actually... I was worried this was Kisaki's, uh, uh, Kasaki's um, going out clothes. Nope, her sister's just got that drip. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought it was her mom for a second because I forgot about the sister and frankly Haruka's mom made me think that all moms just look like slightly aged up versions of their child in this universe all, all moms look like older sisters if you try hard enough <laughs> <laughs> I don't like where this is going because this no, is no, confidential nope 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 
I love how this scene sets it up for Yandere nonsense, but Rinko and Haruka are basically just coincidenced into going bowling with uh, Kasaki's uh, sister, um, Irie, I think. Irie, yeah. yeah. And she basically just goes, hey, you want a lore dump about what's going on with my little sister? Yeah. To be so... fair, like he requests it. Like, so I mean, like he requests, hey, okay, give me the lore dump. What's going on with your sister? And yeah. poor Rinko over here is doing a, a spit take. Yeah. <laughs> and Iris just basically like, it's basically just an inferiority complex. Uh, and he's like, oh, that must have been really rough for her. Yeah, but like not in a domestically abusive way. It's just I'm really good at everything. And like, even though we're good friends and we talk occasionally, she just naturally it's very self-imposed it's in internal not even her, her parents weren't even bad it was just she did it's, it she unhealthily compares herself to me and all parties involved realize that you know she's just being a teenager and she'll grow out of it eventually like it's just a normal inferiority complex that's normally entirely internal and like the whole thing is just haruka going like Man, finally, finally something's hitting my kink exactly where I need it. And Rinko's just like, what on earth do you mean? You, What is going on here? And he's just if like, if she was yeah. just bullied or domestically abused or something, that's easy. That's simple. That's understandable. No, you don't understand. This is more complex than that. This is a inferiority complex. This is, this is something that is like born out of years of it's, it's, it's a mystery. It's a puzzle box that needs to be solved. The darkness is beautiful for what you cannot see hidden within it. Oh my God, stop. That panel. Stop. <laughs> that <in>. panel. <laughs> I'm a fan of spooky nights as much as the next guy, but come All ye who find yourselves here, turn back. He's lost. He's gone. <laughs> this panel is so freaky. Uh, and then we time skip to the end of summer break <laughs> yeah well he's he's not processing information so i i, I think the time skips are like semi uh yeah they're they're from his perspective because he's the protagonist or he's the uh access character yeah and it's like the time skips are getting like if you're just reading this you're like huh it's weird we went from midsummer to a meeting with someone and now we're back in school because it's the culture festival and like they're doing a haunted house for their class, and that involves uh, Haruka and Kasaki like sitting against the wall, reaching out from to grab people as they walk by. But also, it's just two teenagers who are dating in a dark room for presumably hours. So <laughs> <laughs> there's another bit where this is actually kind of the point where uh, the reason why I was a little bit uh, uh, softer on uh, Haruka perhaps than Matt was when it comes to like how genuine his feelings are. Kisaki, she fakes getting badly cut on her cheek. Mm -hmm. And like, that's not a, that's not a, my drug is getting taken away moment. Like there, there's genuine care about, cause it's like, if she's got a scar that doesn't like affect his like kink aspect, like, like he, he wants her to be okay. You I know. mean, I, I get scared anytime I see the hollow eyes and the entire time he's even dealing with the scar, it's hollow eyes to like. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, no, he, he's not. He's not good. He's not OK. But like there, like sort of the thing for me is like there's something real there. Like he's not healthy. He's like he's the problematic one, but 
he's not like completely without you know positivity there i guess yeah but anyway he drops the phone accidentally making weird mood lighting and he's just like <laughs> perfect time to kiss and she's like nope and faints <laughs> because um i thought this girl was a freak but she's actually just vanilla like (laughs) she's she's so vanilla she she just really uh, god she freaks out like we can't handhold until we're married (laughs) she's that level <laughs> so suddenly, suddenly, now that she doesn't have quite the same hangups that she had before, she seems to be in the entirely wrong manga. Uh-huh. I like how we cut to the infirmary because that's where, of course, she went. And Rinko's there. And I'm just like, wait, hold on. Why is Rinko at this school? I'm like, culture festival she's visiting. Wait, no, how did she know she's in the infirmary? <laughs> like, we just needed Rinko in the scene. Just don't question it. Ugh. But yeah, oh, and the 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 really sad thing here is Rinko and Kisaki are like talking about how he's changed, and Rinko has seen the depths of the darkness at this point. But poor Kisaki, like the thing is, he's not really communicating with her like he used to. Like, because again, you know, like like when it seemed like she was the problem, like we were singing their praises of they were a communicative couple, they knew what they were doing. But like at this point, he's not like he's not like conveying like his truth the way he had been before. So poor Kisaki is like, yeah, he's been so affectionate. I'm enjoying this so much. And it's like, no, that's red flags. That's not what you think it is. And like Rinko's just thinking about what her, uh, what Kisaki's sister said to her, which is just like, Hey, sometimes people can change other people. And she's like, Oh, well, I guess it works both ways. And then we cut to where Haruka's going and he gets interrupted by Oki, who's just like, hey, I'm going to need you to not do what you were going to do. He's like, I really need to get back to the haunted house. I, I don't have any break left. He's like, I got someone to cover for you. What? Yeah, let's just go to the makeout boxes. What? Mm, I, what? I mean, the storage room. <laughs> the storage room, <laughs> which is where all the makeouts and festings happen. Yeah. Can I buy you a drink? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the alien and his boyfriend have left mountain monster or whatever the hell was going on in that manga. Uh, but yeah, uh, we get a flashback of when the two of them were in middle school and worked on the festival thing for their middle school. Uh, and that's when she's like, hey, call me by my first name so that you can remember me. And she's got a whole thing about she's etching her- herself into him. Like, I just want you to acknowledge I'm here. <laughs> Because that's been a through line with him where he's like ignored the world around him. And it's like it's by this point that you realize as an audience member, oh, he's not speaking in metaphor. He's literally unwell. Yeah. And like where you start with Oki is you think, oh, she just needs everyone to like pay attention to her. But like it's slowly evolving that she's like, no, this person has something legitimately wrong with them. Please just acknowledge you're a human being to me. (laughs) Like, uh huh. This is where it's brought up that uh, the memory lapses are getting worse. <laughs> I barely remember anything. Mm-hmm. And she, because she tricks him into going like, hold on, when did we last talk? And he's just like, well, I guess graduation or something. And he's like, we talked yesterday. Yeah, it was the end of summer. I guess the summer he was getting to meet. We talked yesterday. We did. Well, I can't form anything without an emotional connection. And she's just like, oh, hold hold on. You need an emotional connection to etch things into your memory. Well, then. <laughs> Have a well, plan. 
I've got a proposition for you. <laughs> so do you actually like Kisaki? Uh, I like what she can do to me. Oh, well, you... <laughs> what's the exact... Lo- uh, the, the exact vocab here is like, um, we fill each other's gaps. That's right. <laughs> yep. This is so well. toxic. <laughs> I, I love... My girl, Oki is an opportunist because she's just like, oh, you just need someone to fill your gap. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Pegging, I understand. (laughs) Why? uh, Hey, uh, if all you need is that, uh, why don't you cheat on your girlfriend with me? There's even a level of um, like she acknowledges it's like you you want an extreme relationship. You want some toxicity. If you do this, it will it will infuriate her and get a reaction out of her. That's what you want, isn't it? Like, you're thinking this has gotten vanilla and you need to spice it up a bit. And you're like, yeah, but. Yes. And then another clickbait, like (laughs) the chapter ending for this is very clickbait because it's like, but yeah, you want some stimuli. Isn't that what you want to do? And then the beginning of the next chapter is him going like, no, that is not what I want to do. (laughs) Okay. That's a that's actually similar to the to the breakup scene where it's like, I'm pretty sure I know where this is going, but they have thrown curveballs and run with them before. The breakup so. one is a little more egregious because <laughs> it's like never brought up again that they broke up other than um Oki being like, You are not even in a real relationship. I heard you two break up. And then Kisaki is just like, Oh yeah, no, that's more nuanced than you think it was. Uh, but yeah. Uh, oh crap. O- Oki goes on her whole thing about like, yeah, no, don't worry. I'm just asking you to cheat with me because I'm kind of just in it for my own sake. And he's just like, well, yeah, obviously that's a lot of cheating is you're in it for your own sake, but whatever. Uh, and she's like, no, I'm trying to pull you back from the void. I'm trying to wake you up. I'm trying to fill yo gaps. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing. Gee, she has a strong fist in that panel too. Like, <laughs> She's your girl. That's you the that kind of field. You need those gaps filled? That's the kind of relationship I'm proposing. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Uh, so basically, he kind of turns her down because, again, that's not what he wants. He doesn't want to hurt her is the big thing. Yeah. He's he's constantly in conflict with himself, with what he wants, like what he actually gets him going and what he's willing to put on somebody else. At least that was. Yeah, of- it. it, it it's sort of the point I was making about how, like, no, he's not good. He's the problem in this relationship right now. There's no question there. But there is a level of he's not just the void. There is a part, there is a real person buried in there somewhere. And that's that's the tension of the story at this point. Can Kisaki realize what's really going on and pull him back before it's too late? Yeah, and with that, like, heartfelt confession, that kind of ends the scene there and Oki's just like damn it he actually does like like her well that kind of kills any romantic dreams I had and then my boy Watery comes out from the makeup boxes I was just just investigating the makeout boxes and she's just like you you totally heard everything we just said it's like nope but I am gonna have like really important things to say and he then <laughs> proceeds to just say words that sound like they mean things and Oki takes a lot of beating from them 
But then he ruins it by just going like, uh, oh, wait, hold on. You were talking about that, dude? I was like, what? <laughs> you were, you're oh, just you're, an you're, idiot, aren't you? Yes. Oh, you, you were He's, talking uh, about, Haru, uh, about uh, Haru? Yes, I was talking about Haru. Uh, you're impossible uh. to deal with. I get that a lot. Bring sparkle in her eye and then... That's hilarious. And I'm like, watery number one, my watery boy. number one, <laughs> my boy, getting it. <laughs> and then the greatest part is of this two chapter arc is it ends with um, Kisaki going like, hey, Rinko, you want to cheat, get Haruku-kun to cheat on me with you? That'd be hot, right? And she's like, oh, my uh, God, please don't involve me in your kink. <laughs> So, so we've learned that uh, Kisaki is not into bondage, but apparently she is a cuckold. She does want to get cucked. That's oh, the- <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that this is a manga, ladies and gentlemen. I'm enjoying myself quite a lot, and I'm also deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, so yeah then then we get to this uh <coughs> cheating scene uh they go in duck boats and they just talk yeah <laughs> not even any kissing or hand holding mm-hmm. which is to be expected because Rinko wants her friend to be okay and she's dropped the stalker stuff so like they're fine now <laughs> yeah i love the uh conversation they have because like Rinko's trying to get through to him. He's reiterating a lot of the stuff that he's mentioned before, but he does like there are like flashbacks to previous scenes. And we see that um, whilst she had like been in Yandere mode in various uh, occasions, he'd actually been stalking her. And mm-hmm. the notable one to me was when she was getting the guy to back down about beating him in the softball game where she made the comment of uh uh where she made the comment of phones are smart but you have to be smart too he heard that he was using her own tactics against her he also knew that she purposely injured herself in dodgeball <laughs> which is uh-huh to be fair that which... one's kind of implied in the moment but it's explicitly pointed out here. He's just listing this to her friend of like, this is all the crazy <laughs> she does. And if she can just keep pushing that line, I'm going to keep being I'm, into her. And I'm, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> this is it's not a, okay. It's like, you clearly need a bigger hit, but maybe actually, no, 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 no. Let's keep this up. You can wean off of it. <laughs> like, buddy, you, you realize your lifelong dream of jumping is never going to fulfill a thrill. And you just immediately swapped it with the next thing you saw. What happens when that disappoints you too? Like that's not. Mm -hmm. And that's Rinko's big concern. Like, I don't want you to, I don't want you to break Kisaki's heart when you realize she's not as extreme as you think she is because she's not as extreme as he thinks she is. You know, it's like this has been this has been foreshadowed, like the all the jokey stuff with the not into the bondage. stuff. like she is a very, very intelligent young woman with a lot more resources than she should have access to and a willingness to use them. She's just at 11. She's capable of dialing it back to nine where it's supposed to be. And she has at this point, like this. This talk is so great because it's just a concerned friend, like. End of the day, it's literally a concerned friend going like, hey, 
like she's really into you and she thinks she's a bad and she's all into like this cool kinky stuff she's not into the kinky stuff like i know you're into the kinky stuff do not push her into the kinky stuff <laughs> she has she has gotten so normal she is so okay right now and i'm grateful that you did that for her please do not uh reverse that mm-hmm if we could uh, not backslide, that'd be great. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, because this is now this is now the tension of the story. Uh, he's noncommittal because, of course, he is because mm. he's in dead inside mode. So, yeah, time for a double date. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> this is so great. Fucking watery, my boy. Because Oki's entire thing is just like, well, he needs an emotional connection. So I don't like this girl, but Kisaki gets something out of him. So if he's along, then he'll be happy. If she's along, then he'll be happy. And we can do a group thing together and it's fine. I'm cool with it. We're also going to bring Watery along, despite the fact he's not part of the middle school group, because I can only bring one guy along. So it's a good double date dynamic. And Watery just fits into every scene so well. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Oh. He is the blissful idiot that is just, Yeah. He, yeah. he is a look, he is a walking billboard of the concept ignorance is bliss. Look, Oki Oki has precisely two types: hard to get men and useless men. Yeah. And watery can be both. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. he is so cool about going on the roller coaster, and then the second he gets off, he's just like, "I am so sick. It's gonna come out both ends, left, right, and center." <laughs> What on earth what do does you, that mean? What do you just, mean left and right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, Haruka needs to bring him to the bathroom and we get girl talk where essentially it's what we said earlier about how I don't really like you, but I need him to like remember we had a fun outing together so we can be friends. And she says, like, oh, good. I'm glad it's so easy to talk to you because I don't actually care what you think of me. And I'm like, cool. It's two people who are cordial with each other. Great. <laughs> how can you say how can you say something so brutally honest with such a smile on your face? In all honesty, that's why we love her. Oh, oh anyway, Watery convinces them not to go on roller coasters again with everything else. Oh, and we get my favorite panel, which is uh, him going like, I don't know. I'm still down to party. You've clearly had more than enough fun as he's wearing like cat ears and disco glasses. <laughs> and, yeah. he, is, he, is, he is very much your guy for things that are not roller coasters, apparently. Especially because he's like, want... look, I'm still down to party. I know what everyone's thinking. We got to hit up the best joint in this town. Merry-go-round time. Merry-go-round. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, we have to do the romantic thing and go on the Ferris wheel. All right, Ferris wheel. Honestly, the the I'm still down to party. That, that that's a profile picture right there. Yeah. <laughs> so great. And then we get this cool scene of like, hey, don't you want to do the cute couple thing of going up to the top of the Ferris wheel? And they're like, oh yeah. And it's all shoujo sparkles. And it's like, of course. Why would I say no? And we get the flashback to Kisaki talking with Rinko, going like, yeah, I think he really is honest. That he truly does love you. That much is perfectly honest. And she's like, I'm his number one. Let's go to the Ferris wheel. And then my heart just sunk because the next page was just completely black. And then the next page was fading in to them getting off the Ferris wheel and blank eyed Argo <laughs> going like, I don't remember. This is such a heartbreaking thing because. 
her being happy brings him back to reality. He acknowledges this. This is something that gets into his memory. But like the the real connection they had is fading because she's healthy now. Like she is still she is still a point of light in his life, but it's dimming. She's changing for the better. Unfortunately, better isn't his type. Yeah. And it, it's so heartbreaking. And that that's the part where I'm like, all right, we have completely reversed who I am concerned about. I thought that this boy and Orenko was going to be murdered to death by by Kisaki. Now I'm picturing him with the knife. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I don't think he's going to hurt anyone, but I'm, I'm more concerned about him hurting himself, honestly. Yeah, I'm getting despair from him. Like, he is constantly chasing a rush and then finding nothing is satisfying him. Like, that's just heart-wrenching to be like, I look, I, I desire things, and when I attain them, like, they become ash in my mouth. Like, Ew, that's mm-hmm. just so visceral. And you're like, what a sad chapter. I need something lighthearted to pump me up. And we get the interlude. And I love <laughs> yeah. this interlude. I love it. <laughs> this is them waiting while they're on the uh, Ferris wheel. And Watery's just like, huh, it's weird. It's almost like we're a couple. What? That's weird. It's like, you don't have to put on a brave face. I could tell you were struggling. They're gone right now. You can be honest, okay? Watery coon. <gasps> Shoujo sparkles. And he's just like, you wanted to ride that merry-go-round, didn't you? And I'm like, Watery just really <laughs> wanted to ride the merry-go-round. <laughs> she agreed. My man. He's so My happy. He's so, He's, He's so happy. And she's just like, well, I guess this is my life now. <laughs> there, there, there's an important distinction. She has the dead inside eyes, but they're not the spiral infinite void dead inside eyes. They're just the usual disappointed dead inside eyes. Well, here's the final chapter of our reading. You guys ready for this? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this this one, this is just um, bringing it full circle, uh, everything that we've experienced so far, because we open up with um, with uh, with our happy couple uh, making plans for a date this Sunday. Mm -hmm. And Kisaki is so excited. She's like, it's going to we're going to have beautiful autumn leaves and also haunted ruins. It's going to be so much fun. And he's like, yeah, okay, Sunday. Looking forward to it. And then he's at lunch with the boys, just kind of chatting up, having doing the normal conversation. The boys, the boys. So, and anyway, Haruka, you ready for that concert this Sunday? Concert. Oh shit, dude! We talked about this like yesterday. Don't tell me you didn't uh, hear about this. Yeah, you promised uh, the one the one rocker girl from our middle school friend group who showed up in like two panels that you know you the go- one who always carries a guitar around with her. Yeah. You promised you promised her that she would that you would go to the concert this Sunday. I did. <laughs> it was then he and, realized it was because this did not spark joy. And Watery's <laughs> like, ooh, that's kinda that's that's kinda bad, my dude. <laughs> You got that you got that marriage blues. <laughs> yeah, Watery pulls Watery pulls him aside and is like, I understand what's going on. You got them marriage blues. We are not married. What are you talking about? What are you what are you talking about? <laughs> well, you see, the worst part about a dream is you can never actually achieve it. You're just left with nothing in the morning when you wake. That's kind of what like love is. What the fuck, Watery? <laughs> <laughs> 
Why are you okay? No one in the manga is okay. <laughs> He's a self-proclaimed nihilist. So yes. <laughs> Welcome to the the pit of low ambitions. That's your big line. <laughs> he tries to look so cool when he's saying it. Honestly, he does look cool when he's saying it. It's the words he says that are the problem. He's so confident. He manages to like rush through what shouldn't work. Oh, but it does get through to Haruko because he's basically just after his date with his girlfriend goes, hey, you remember how we made all those elaborate plans for cool stuff to do Sunday? Uh, I forgot I'd already agreed to go with my friends somewhere. So we're going to do that instead. Sorry. And she's just like, oh, OK, some other day again then. And she's so healthy and normal about her she's, response. And that is so much better. And that devastates him because Aww. that's not what he was in love with. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing. It's just he's flashing back to the scene in the library. They've become different people is the prop like she has changed mm -hmm. for the better but like better is not what he wanted it she is a different person and he is falling out of love with that like is the problem oh and it's so painful because like because it's like he's the one who had the effect that changed her for the better you know like their relationship is it should be good for both of them like he he is backsliding in a way that like if only he was as communicative now as he was in the beginning, like there's at least the potential for it to be solvable. But at this point, well, you know, that's what he said in the beginning, though, was he doesn't want to tell her like what he wants. He just yeah. wants what he wants. And I'm like, that's pretty toxic. But like in the very narrow definition of what he wants, that kind of makes sense, because not asking for it is entirely part of it. So it's like. It's like asking someone to throw you a surprise birthday party kind of defeats a little bit of the point, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, it's like, hey, guys, you already know when my birthday is. I want a surprise party, but I'm telling you I want a surprise party. So you're going to be anticipating a surprise. <laughs> and then you better get the theme right, but I want you to surprise me with the theme. But if it's something mm -hmm. I don't like, I'm going to be upset with it or disappointed. <laughs> We get all these like flashbacks and like panels as he's walking away from her and basically just thinking about their relationship. And it's just different people like commenting on him and then him going like, yeah, no, I guess I'm the weird one here. And we get this like weird dream he has where he's talking to Kisaki, but not the real Kisaki. It's like the idealized version of her that he wants. That is the the op the opposite of an ideal, the violent yandere stalker. It's who she used to be. Mm -hmm. It's the person who's just like, that kindness of yours is a noose around your neck. You snuffed out her potential all on your own. The primordial sound was a lie. You'll find no solace in the substitute either. It's all too little, too late. What will you do now when the time comes? And it's just dark and oppressive and it's so great like it's just mm, i didn't expect this cheesy like fetish comedy thing to be this exact dark nonsense i love <laughs> this raises I, some other concerns <laughs> i i wasn't expecting this to be this made me feel like i was reading blood on the tracks and i was so happy for that because that is just oppressive and dark I, <sighs> I don't know what i got myself into guys <laughs> and that's where we end our reading with him waking up from that dream 
not even remembering the rest of the school year that passed and him walking into a white void as leaves scatter in the winter breeze. What will become of this of this doomed couple? Oh, please don't let them be doomed. Please don't let them be doomed. <laughs> please, please, please let her fix him the way he fixed her. Yes. I, I really love them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that begs the question, though. I don't know if I like this. I think it's morbid curiosity at this point for me. Oh. <sighs> so, yeah, you guys want to move into the discussion? Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's do that. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I'll go first because favorite character. I, You know, for <laughs> once, we don't even really have arcs. Like, we don't have fights. We don't have even, like, comedy bits. This is just a story, so uh, just yeah. favorite character, I guess. Uh, watery. There is no competition. <laughs> uh, watery, yes. watery chews the scenery every time he's there. I love him so much. We're always just like, why Why are you here? And then we're immediately reminded why. And he, I love it every a, time. He's a standing beacon and how far just having confidence will get you in life, and I love it. Yes, watery for president. He, he is basically Matt, so. <laughs> He's I, I very think... incompetent, so I'm going to take offense to that. <laughs> yeah, I got to second that. Watery is best boy. Let him cook. I don't care if what I don't care if what he's cooking is utter nonsense. Let him cook. Seven and eight can become 20. God damn it. I believe in them. <laughs> they just need to try their best. <laughs> Gun buddy. Gun buddy seven son. <laughs> oh Jay, how about you? Uh, well, it's hard to follow. I have to agree with Matt. What? Because <laughs> the other two are just so toxic. I can't figure them out. I don't know what I'm watching. It's like literally watching a car crash. I just can't stop. But yeah, so watery. And Jacob, are you gonna make it unanimous? Uh, can I say all of them as my pick because I love them all for different reasons? <laughs> I am actually. It would be very on brand for you to pick multiple characters, Jacob. Yeah, yeah, it would. Um, though actually, I do have a, I do have a pick, and it is going to break the uh, hat trick because I just want to protect Rinko. She, <laughs> I, I she wanna... needs, she needs a rescue immediately. <laughs> Extraction now. Must protect. <laughs> She is in a she's in a uh, a hot zone that she does not want to be in. She's taking enemy fire. Get her out of there. <laughs> oh. Saving Private Rinko. <laughs> yes, my child. Yeah, we we uh, discussed most of the uh, other pertinent things that would come up here. So let's just go to the standard. Would you continue reading? Oh, absolutely. Uh, after after a cliffhanger like that uh, of my guy being told in the prophetic dream that it, it's it's do or die. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. <laughs> I need to know what this what this serial killer in the making is going to do next. So yeah, I would continue reading. Uh, Matt, how about you? Oh, yeah, exactly. I think I've already let it go, but I would read the hell out of this. This is exactly my jam, especially now that it's switched from being shonen shoujo crossed with Kaguya-sama to weirdly some kind of dark drama that just oppresses you with every page. Love it. This is exactly my jam. The summer Hikaru died mixed with Kaguya-sama. <laughs> 
Well, no, <laughs> the summer card that is very different. True. Uh, Jay, how about you? I would continue reading only for morbid curiosity. These people are <laughs> <up>. <laughs> fair. And Jacob. Oh, man, this is actually my jam, too. Uh, honestly, I kind of love it because it starts with the levity. It starts with the um, it starts with the funny. It starts with the uh, like, I guess almost you could say basic character drama, like it establishes itself before it really like punches you in the gut. And just discussing it has just made me love it even more. The only thing I'm sort of curious about, like, I, of course, I'd continue reading. The only thing I'm kind of curious about is it kind of feels like it's starting to wrap up. Like, I wonder how they're going to, like, extend the story very much further. Because, like, really, the only thing they got to do is, you know, decide which way the uh, uh, the pendulum falls with uh, Haruka's character arc. Yeah, but uh, we'll have to... Hold on a second. Wait, guys. What? Guys. Hmm? Hmm. This manga ended. What? Wait, what? what? Like, today, this manga ended. What do you Wait, mean what? this manga ended? Wait, In how... six more chapters? Oh, my God. <laughs> how do we not know this? When did this happen? Ten hours ago. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Part right. two coming soon, apparently. Yeah, we got to finish this up. We'll... We'll figure it out. Uh, you guys will know before we do. <laughs> we'll, we'll get right on that. Until then, thank you, everybody, once again for tuning into the Overmanga Cast. As always, you can find us on all of your social medias where we are at Overmanga Cast. You can also find us on YouTube. Uh, the episodes are on a two-week delay, uh, longer than it took for this manga to finish, apparently. Uh, like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, Overmangacast.com is also a thing where everything's up to date. You can leave comments there as well. Yeah, and as always, we appreciate reviews and recommendations, which this one came by uh, in any and all form. Uh, you can reach out to us at Overmangacast.com, as mentioned earlier, or you can email us uh, overmangacast at gmail.com, or you can yell at us on X, Twitter, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Social media is a cesspool. Uh, we're at Overmangacast on most of them. Um, so... You know, reach out, find us, tell us if you like this, tell us if you want us to read more. Uh, it probably won't matter. We'll probably finish this because six chapters. Seriously, how? You're racing to the end, folks. We'll we'll figure it out. But uh, let's see. On the schedule, uh, up next, we've got a revisit for a series we all love dearly. By family, we're going to be reading chapters fifty nine through sixty eight. So. Hopefully a more healthy relationship, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. We're going, to, we're going to spy family for the healthy romance. Good. Yes. Yes. Oh, the bar is set that low. Oh. Well, <sighs> good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Okay, Jacob, I really, this isn't acceptable, okay? If, if there was six chapters, you're on this, Jacob. God damn it. Just every what? single I time you let me down. <laughs> Listen, I'm busy. I would. <sighs> oh, boo hoo. I'm Jacob. I have things to do. I've got my own needs. No, you care about this podcast. Ja <laughs> oh, shit. Are we still recording? Wait, wait. No, no, no. It's fine. Our relationship isn't toxic. I swear. Yeah. Matt, aren't, Matt, aren't you the one with the editor access to the schedule? Hey. I don't, I don't, I don't take responsibility for my own actions. <laughs>